it's the Writing on Games cast, uh, and we are currently in the the grip of all the sales going on all at once. Um, because, like, I tried to get news for today, and all of the news is just top Black Friday deals where you are. Um, so Hooray. yeah, jo- jo- join join uh, me, Hamish, and my my wonderful co-host Nico Blakely as we trawl through the deals to make sure you get the best bargains imaginable uh this week only on the writing on games cast um, gaming on a budget yeah uh but uh how are you doing man <laughs> it's, it's it's been an okay pokemon filled week all right okay <laughs> and that's that's it like well as far as video games go yeah it's been all right it's been colder it's been uh yeah, I don't know. It feels like video games are winding down when Pokemon's out. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's like, it, it feels like this should be the time of year where, like, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's, we're coming up to December, and you know, typically games don't release around December, I guess. But I don't know. We, we still got a few games before the year's out. We still got Last Guardian, which is going to be top of all the Game of the Year lists, obviously, because it's the game that everyone's been waiting for and everyone cares about all the time. 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10, uh, too much shit. Um, too much shit? <laughs> is there a pooping mechanic with the animal? With the, no, with the Guardian? I, not that I know of. Well, then why, <laughs> why even buy it? <laughs> um, on top of that, Nico... Final what? Fantasy Fifteen's out in a, w- in a week or something. Oh, I can't wait. I I just before we started here, uh, I had one of the trailers start automatically. <laughs> right. And uh, the the Final Fantasy music combined with just four fellas <laughs> with really nice hair driving like a weird like slick car. Yeah. It's just wrong. Like something is weird. Like I know it doesn't. Not, not like I, I don't care about like what I'm seeing there. It's like. The aesthetic I'm looking at and like, yeah, the music exactly. is just like, these don't go together. Like, guys in a car. <laughs> just guys driving about going... If you had this on your iPod and you just like put it on while someone was driving you down a highway. Is this game set in like England? Where the hell is this game set? <laughs> yeah. It looks like what the I don't understand. I I haven't really checked out any of the preview things of this game at all. I've just seen like a. You see, it's 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 weird because because like they seem to have brought a new trailer out every fucking second day for that game, which is like which is totally like like it's 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 not turned me off the game. I'm actually kind of still weirdly excited about this Final Fantasy. I'm probably gonna pick it up. Um, They released a movie, but like, but it's it's also like. Every single week, there's like a new trailer out that's basically saying the same thing that, like, oh, there's a castle and there's a girl that's being guarded, and you're just with a bunch of dudes that's driving about and stuff. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you, can, you can be you can be women in the DLC that you have to pay for. I heard a rumor about. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, so there you go. <laughs> if you want, if you want to control women, women party members, I guess there's your answer. I mean. Uh, I mean, that, like, I mean, I love that that's is- out before the game came out. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, uh, yeah, it's it just kind of it feels like a weird time of year. Like, like you say, it just feels like everything's kind of winding down a bit. I mean, because you guys obviously have Thanksgiving over there and everything, and 
tomorrow. Is it a fart? <laughs> If if this comes out on Thursday today, technically, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so it's po- Pokemon always seems to come out right around this time. It's actually perfect because it's just a, <laughs> uh, a very lounging holiday. <laughs> at least at least with my family, it's yeah. like we don't do anything. Well, I mean, like how how has Pokemon been for you then? Like, have you have you been oh, enjoying it? Like, it's a complex uh, <laughs> view I have on this thing. Uh, you know what? This game, I'm gonna say it. It's a uh, it's a Pokemon game, yeah. first and foremost, right? Who'd, who'd have thunk it? They've they they've they've fucked around with some stuff and some cool like they've done. Yeah, they've changed things, right? There's change <laughs> that this is like the freshest feeling Pokemon game since Gold and Silver. Then it's not a Pokemon game, Nico. There's change. No, like it. Oh God. See, this I, is. See, it's, I, I should am say. I, am I trying to get all crazy on you here? But it feels like a Pokemon game that isn't one, but it is. You know, like it's. <laughs> I mean, I, it's, yeah. I, sh- I should say. Uh, I should say that, like, I, uh, you know, I, I haven't played a Pokemon game since, like, fucking. Oh, I, maybe Gold. I think that may have been the last one I actually like played properly man you know you know that you know what i can respect you for that because that's my favorite of the series right. that generate i'm uh i'm what you i'm one of those uh gen one or and tour guys yeah, I was, yeah, yeah yeah i was there from ground zero yeah. and i like the first and i like the second one and in my opinion those are like the pinnacle of portable jrpg yeah exactly yeah i mean they, they, they were they were the uh, only the J- other ones are okay but yeah they were the only jrpgs that i really enjoyed growing up <laughs> like uh um, they just worked they were a cool concept they're, they're, it's still a f- no matter what the the idea of like hey there's like a shit ton of monsters out here you should go collect them all is is yeah. cool to a lot of people yeah it's it, like yeah it, it, like the the, the jrpg of that game was lessened because the focus of it was collect these monsters and make them yours, which is like, yeah. which is a cool thing. Like, um, yeah, it had like a bottomless kind of combination of strategy you could have because you could have you know six Pokemon, four moves each, bunch of type differences and weaknesses yeah. and super effectiveness and stuff. So that uh, I, the first two generations, I will say that shit was a little hokey, a little weird. Yeah, Gen Gold and Silver was when they kind of ironed it out and made it more. Like you could, you could see this being competitive. Red and blue is like, <laughs> is just like who gets hit first. All right, you're dead. Like yeah, that's exactly. really how that game ends up being in the late game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. And then uh, the newer ones, because I, I keep up with them. I yeah, try. I've beaten. I, I've played through all of them except for black and white. I don't know what happened. Those games just did not stick, and I was repulsed by those. I don't know what happened. Yeah, the, the rea- reaction to those didn't seem to be particular. I, like, wait, was that? Was that the last ones, or was that the ones before the the last one? It goes. Let's see. But, yeah, I believe Diamond and Pearl came out. Yeah, and that that was Generation Four. That was the that was the first ones on the DS. Right. Then there was, yeah, Black and White came out, and it's, I don't know what happened. I I played that and I got I got to like the second gym badge. I was like, this game's kind of fucking boring. I don't yeah. Know what happened. Y- y- I, I, it was the most story heavy too, which is weird. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't know. know. Like, I, I just uh, people who are like ten years younger than us like love black and white though. So it's, yeah. maybe it's just like their thing. But I but I, I kind of viewed that as like the whole of Pokemon really because like as you get older and you start to I mean especially when you start to play more games and you realize like I don't know in like Pokemon always felt like quite like after a while Pokemon always felt quite shallow to me. Like I know there's all these things like you know. Um, in in terms of the battle mechanics, in terms of like elements and stuff, but like 
like revisiting those old games and like collecting Pokemon and stuff, it just it didn't have the impact that it did when I was a kid, you know, and like Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, uh yeah, it's I'd, I mean, you know, like this is like what generation seven now. Yeah, uh, seven exactly. game, seven games into the series, not counting like you know the re-releases and stuff. So that's got to be like what thirteen random uh, yeah, ones. Like yeah. you're not, it, it loses its fun after like maybe <laughs> the fourth time you do it. So yeah, like I mean, like you know, I I see people talking about how like in the newer ones, like um, you know, oh, I just turn off like battle animations, and I'm like, isn't that kind of the like part of me thinks isn't that kind of the main thing of of like you know like collecting the monsters like seeing what their unique attacks are and stuff like when mm. you turn shit like that off it just feels like a total numbers game but then it doesn't feel like it's deep enough to warrant just being a numbers game you know it, it, well like, th- this one this new one does take some steps to kind of make the combat like you can see you get more info in the middle of the fight that, that right. it's the Sun and Moon is the most JRPG of like all of the Pokemon games. I can safely say right. It has okay. Bosses, okay. Like like okay. There's no more gyms, right? You don't go into a gym and there's no more gym leader. It's like a dungeon, okay. Like there's a dungeon and there's a guy who's like, oh, this is like my challenge. You know, you're you're, go- you're island hopping in this Hawaii parallel thing, and yeah, it's. It's just like, oh, go like clear out these nests and then run to the end of this cave and there's a, a giant radicate or something, you know, and it's like Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, okay, so there's this there's this mechanic, right? That like adds so much to the battles, but it adds like a lot of bad shit and a lot of good shit. Okay. If you wanna grind, it's like perfect for if you wanna grind. Uh wild Pokemon now have the ability to just call out for other wild Pokemon. Right. To come help them and okay. double team you, so then it becomes two on one. <laughs> and they can I mean they can do this every turn. Like, right. like there's no break in it, so they can like attack and also call. So you can take out one and try to catch this one Pokemon. But before you even get a chance to throw the Pokeball, he calls another guy, and when there's two Pokemon out, you can't throw the Pokeball because it's impossible to hit when there's two. That's what the text says. It's impossible. <laughs> I swear on the show I've seen that happen, but, you know, whatever. And I don't know, like, weird stuff like that. Like, that, it adds yeah. to it, but then it becomes... Uh, one simple random encounter battle out of the hundreds you're going to encounter can last up to, like, 15 minutes. Jesus. Now, because of this mechanic. Fuck. And it's insane. And, like, you don't want to, you know, like, you, you you see, like, this, like, oh, there's an Eevee, and I went to catch this Eevee, got him down to red, and when he gets in the red, they that activates the SOS thing. Right. And, you know, it called for another Eevee. Now I can't catch the Eevee that's in the red before I get rid of that one that's with full health next to it, with the same level and shit. Right, okay. And then while that's happening, they're both attacking me. You get rid of the green one, and then in that other one's same turn, he calls another one, so another one comes out. And there's, like, a percentage that there won't get a, be a backup, but that it leads to this tedium, just like... Yeah, that As sounds, if Pokemon wasn't tedious enough, yeah, that comes in. That, that sounds just starts, not, not fun... But what, what I will say is, like, it, it's it's not a big problem because you can get the experience you need out of it by knocking them out, and you can always run away, so it's not yeah. the end of the world. Uh, but it it adds, like, a crazy... I'm not sure if this is artificial difficulty or not. Like, it... I mean... It, one, one battle can, like, knock out, like, half your team because all of a sudden, you know, you weren't expecting to face five level 16 Eevees. You see, the thing is, like... Against I, your I, one dude. I've, I've been seeing people say that 
the game is like way easy like easier than most pokemon games and i like, i think it's easy if you play it one specific way because right. like that's like another it's become kind of more of a jrpg like i think there's it, there's definitely pokemon you can pick in this one to make certain fights go better right okay i, I definitely had one i just just played actually before the podcast that was like a boss battle this fish pokemon it's it, the, the Pokemon itself looks really cool. It's a giant fish made up of small fish. That's kind of cool looking. And yeah. then, I don't know, I just, Nicole. you know, it's like, oh, if I had, what? What starting Pokemon did you go for? Oh, I went for uh, Bowtie Owl. Okay. Um. Yeah, I rolled so, a dice. So, uh, so, yeah, so, I, not, so not Poplio? No, Poplio, have you seen what Poplio turns into? It's a monstrosity. So? Pop- turns into Pop- like Pop- a seal... Yeah, but no, Pop, no. Poplio is cool for until it evolves at like level sixteen and turns into like weird, crazy looking sea dog. I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, I liked Rowlet. I believe his name was. Uh, right. He was like a little ball. He's very cute. He's adorable. Does he? Does he not um, turn into like some dapper gentleman owl? He turns into dapper laughs. <laughs> Fuck. No, that's a name uh, yeah. I completely forgotten about. <laughs> a little blast from the past there what's he doing now almost certainly nothing well that's good then the universe <laughs> is slightly how it should be he's probably there's some justice in the world he'll probably end up getting a fucking position in trump's cabinet <laughs> like oh god oh. Head, head headmaster of comedy i don't know <laughs> um no but one no, will know he, who the yeah. fuck Dapper Laughs is if they're listening hey, to this. I'm sure, I'm sure it's a mostly European crowd we got. I'm sure they know more than I than people on my end would. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Well, yeah. Um, Rowlet turns into... Uh, not like... Not Dapper... I guess it's Dapper in like a classic sense. He's, I'd call him a... A, 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 a diddling fancy boy. You know? Like a... <laughs> He's got he's got his floppy middle part hair and he goes yeah. oh, oh. like like every time he does something it looks like he with his big owl mouth he looks like he's going oh, oh, oh. like you know kind of, he's kind of like a he's he's like an owl mixed with a Morrissey fan or something like that right like, like he, he kind of has like a floppy haircut and I I wouldn't put it past him to have a one or two turtlenecks in his collection <laughs> okay I don't know that's the best way I can describe this owl he's like very pompous and like fancy and he looks like he I don't know. He looks like he knows some good post-punk. I don't fucking know. <laughs> a deadling fancy boy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually don't know. I, I, I've done a good job at keeping all the Pokemon in, in you know, my, myself in the dark from these new guys. I know that there's one Pokemon that I need right. that he's new, and he looks like this blissed-out Chinese dragon. <laughs> <laughs> He's just way too cool looking. He looks like he's... I don't know what that dragon is on, but he's cool. Like a, he's, he's on true crime streets of LA. That's possibly. I hope so. <laughs> Does the main character have a dragon tattoo, or am I just making that up? Oh, the, main, the main character of true crime. True crime. Yeah, not Pokemon. <laughs> um, I can't remember. <laughs> well, oh, like true crime, po- uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon is um more than ever... like. This game is super cinematic. That's the thing. You know what this is? They've, like, polished up all the little things that everyone's been bugged about. Stuff is easier. You know, you don't need HMs anymore. There's no more surfing. They just give you a fucking Pokemon that's just for surfing now. Okay. 
Like, walk up here. You can have this thing. Set it to the hotkey. All, all this stuff has been, like, expediated. And then at the same time, they've made, like, you know, that weird thing with the SOS Pokemon call thing where, right. <laughs> where like, where one battle can spiral off into the, just a grind and you'll fuck up your whole team. And, okay. and then the beginning of the game is painfully, painfully hand-holding. Like, oh, God. Right. Like, <laughs> just like, like, I want to get to the Poke Center. Nope, you got to stand through this entire... Like, explanation of the fucking Poke Center. Come on, we all know what that does. Uh, it's got a red roof. Yeah. You can look here, the red roof. Uh, they heal all your Pokemon. And to the left is the cafe. Oh, and to the right's the item store. And it's like, uh, oh, just, come on. Like, a fucking six-year-old knows this shit. Come on. <laughs> they do give you a mini-map, finally, and it's got waypoints on it, so it's totally like... The, the first part of that game is like, walk towards the flagpole on the map, all right? Walk again. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. Cool. I mean, like part part of the part of the charm of old Pokemon games was kind of just being like let loose, and the the way the environments like the environments would kind of guide you to where you needed to go. You had a map, and it was it definitely wasn't open world, but it definitely. Yeah. It definitely halted your progression unless you did a tiny bit of thinking. Yeah, they at least yeah. they they did some shit to make sure you at least went and talked to everybody in the town. Yeah, at least once. And, and like you know, I, I'm not I'm not one of these people that thinks, oh man, you know, like what happens in modern gaming now? It's all just waypoints. And, like no, it's just I th I think that there was like something about the way that game was designed to work with your map and stuff like that that made it a little bit more exploratory and you know it, it kind of felt more like you're actually going on an adventure even though the map was just like okay you go along this path and you get to this area like it, it's it, there's like, shortcuts and stuff the yeah, yeah. Diglett tunnel there was all this like there was all this crazy shit there was like oh like there's that tree there if i get cut that'll be a shortcut later yes in many ways pokemon old pokemon is the dark souls of pokemon you know what, dude? That's like a, a really good comparison because red and blue, red and blue, some of the shit you had to do in red and blue was like just as infuriating. There was yeah. a... Um, Although I, do, get, I should say I do fucking hate myself for saying Pokemon. No, nah, but Pokemon. That, that's actually an apt comparison because okay. like it's so true. Like red, red and blue had like block puzzles where you had to like... Oh man, if you fucked up the block puzzle, you had to like go leave the dungeon again and come out and like yeah. and, and there's Pokemon attacking every five seconds. Like that shit was hard and you earned your Articuno, man. I remember getting that <laughs> fucking thing. Oh god. You felt good. You came back to school the next week, you're like, look at this shit. <laughs> See this blood on my hands. It's just like you were you're a badass. I don't know. I remember people getting stuck on parts of red and blue for like two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was like I mean, I don't know, maybe I was just young, but that game took me fucking forever to complete <laughs> like uh, good that's how it should have yeah. been each pokemon game was supposed to take you like years yeah, of yeah, yeah. away. well not not years but like months and months you're supposed to that, solve it with your friends there was cryptic shit going on yeah and like figuring out all those like weird glitches and stuff like the real candy glitch and everything it's fun it was fun like that cartridge it was fun. that cartridge meant so much to me and i've lost it now but it, like uh obviously it doesn't mean as much to me anymore but it's, uh yeah i don't know i don't know I don't know, Nico. Sun, Sun and Moon is really good. I, I, I like honestly, like I, I feel like I'm doing it kind of a disservice here because I'm having quite a good time. But right. 
I feel like it's just like the way my brain works now. You know, 24. That's a completely different age than when I first started playing Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. When yeah. I first started playing Pokemon, I was six years old. I'm not even <laughs> kidding. Like, holy shit. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. It's that's like, 18 years ago or something like that. <laughs> or, no, someone do the math on that. All right, but um, can we get a quote on that? Oh, sorry. The editor. All right. Um... We, we need, like, a producer we can yell at. We need, like, a third dude we can just yell Yeah, Can we have that? Can someone volunteer to be, like, a third guy in the booth? Hey, come on, turn up our level. In the you know. booth. The booth that yeah. we're in, all in. In the booth, even though we're both sitting <laughs> at a desk in two different parts different of the countries. world. <laughs> Get some guy in, I don't know, we need, like, a third country represented here. Egypt. Nico, you wanna, you wanna be re- the world what? is our booth. <laughs> Shit, man. I guess, I guess you're right. <laughs> Anyways, love Larry. Edit that out and post. Larry, <laughs> Larry from Egypt. Larry, come on, you got us. Larry, you got to pull pull your weight here. Nico and I are it's doing all the work. Larry over in Cairo. <laughs> Cairo, Larry. I oh. like the. I don't know. I would like a friend from Egypt. It's a country I've always been interested in. <laughs> Anyways, back to Pokemon. Pokemon. There, hey, speaking of Pokemon, there is a Pokemon that is shaped like a sarcophagus. I think he's not new to this, but I saw him in some promotional material. I got emailed. Because yeah, po- po- Pokemon got weird after a while. There was like a fucking sword or a key or something like that. that oh, come on. Let's be honest with ourselves. It was always fucking weird. I mean, yeah, it was kind of weird, but they, all, they always had like faces yeah, at least. We, we had Mew. Mew was based on a fetus. <laughs> You can't look at you can't look at Mew and not see a fetus. That's a fetus, my friend. Like that's a I don't know. So we had Slowpoke. You're gonna tell me Slowpoke's not weird? Had <laughs> a face. Slowpoke is like a weird like pink bear that has brain damage or something. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he turned into a guy called Slow Bro. Come on. <laughs> oh god. You mean Pokemon was that's a, okay? I I, I love the first. Two generations of Pokemon to death. I consider their designs to be like what what I personally think Pokemon is perfect with design wise. Like they yeah. look all awesome to me. All of those two hundred and fifty one. Yeah, but come on, <laughs> some of those guys are fucking crazy. Like there's Magnemite, which is just a couple of magnets. Yeah, it's Magnemite, and then he turns into a Magneton, and that's three Magnemites put together. <laughs> yeah. Or D- Diglett does the same thing. When Diglett evolves, it's just two more Diglets show up and stand next to him. Yeah, exactly. Maybe the design wasn't as great as we thought it was, because it's just like... That's a solo project going to a full band. That's what that is. <laughs> That's the evolution there. <laughs> oh, God. oh, God. The best thing about Sun and Moon is those fucking Alola Pokemon. Yeah. I swear. Dude, my entire team is like Gen 1 guys. <laughs> because they all look cooler than the new guys. <laughs> I got a Rattata for the first time. I went, yes, I would like that because it, they, the Alola forms like give them different types now. Right, okay. So like now Rattata is like immune to psychic and shit like that. So like there's actually like viable. That's weird. Like it makes you go back on Pokemon you never would have thought. I have a Grimer. I love this Grimer. This Grimer's my boy. It's actually a girl. It's my girl. And it's a green. It's a weird color. It's green with a weird like uh, y- uh, yellow mask. Like, right. like that's its color and it, it's dark and poison it's great bites people I love it <laughs> I got my diglet with the little sprouted hair he's got the Tommy Pickles hair right now um, right okay when he evolves he'll he'll turn into Hanson Doug Trio as I call it <laughs> you know the long flowing locks yeah exactly <laughs> that might be my favorite leak of this year by the way is when like I saw a leaked photo of the Doug Trio with the hair and I just thought it was the dumbest Photoshop I'd ever seen, and then it, it did look. It was confirmedly fucking dumb. 
But then you realized it was real. Then your your brain was trying to comprehend what kind of game Sun and Moon was going to be. Like, they, they put hair on Doug Trio. <laughs> what the f- Why? Like someone drew that. Yeah, you know, you know, you know what this Doug Trio needs blocks. <laughs> it needs blonde locks, and you know what? I'm for it. I'm on board. As soon as I saw that, I went, you know what? I'm going to buy this game. Like, <laughs> like, they they won me over with that shit. I don't know. Mmm, Doug. But, but, mmm, Doug. That has been the Writing on Games cast. Thank you very much. See you next week. Mmm, mm, Doug. Mmm, Doug. Mm, Doug, that took me a second. Oh, That's the fucking worst thing I've ever said. Yeah, Pokemon Sun and Moon. It's um, it's really good. If you like Pokemon, you'll like this one. It's right. a little different, a lot more cinematic. Right. Uh, user interface, all that stuff. It's been expediated all the good ways. I don't know about that um SOS Pokemon thing. That's weird. Yeah. Um, it has its place, things. you know. I'm finding ways around it. Um. Uh, Making sure that you have attacks that hit two guys at once is always good now in this yeah. game. That's kind of what I mean is that it wants you to play a certain way. It's kind of like making sure you always have certain tools in your Pokemon's arsenal. Right, okay. Which I'm not completely opposed to that. It's I, I was just reading some tweets earlier with Jim Sterling and other people kind of complaining about that, that it seems the game wants you to play a certain way. And I'm not directly opposed to an RPG doing that. Yeah. It's, you know, Pokemon was never supposed to be this open-ended be whatever class you want to be, you know, like... Yeah, exactly, yeah. You were a dude catching six monsters and <laughs> you were fighting other people. Like, fighting other people who, for some reason, the majority of the population does not see how it's, like, tactically ad- ad- advantageous to also fill up their slots with other Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, it, like, it's always like, oh, hey, I'm gonna fight you, I've got point five of a Pokemon here. <laughs> like, great. Yeah, it's like, here you go, oh, I see you have six Pokemon, well... I have one Rattata. <laughs> and then he, he talks this big game, and it's like, dude, you're just going to die. Like, hey, come on. How is this fair? This is abuse on your end, because you're sending your poor fucking rat out to get stomped by, like, my my ladybug monster and my owl, my dapper owl, and my, my, oh, my, my, my pile of sludge that looks like it's trying to hug everybody. It's, you know, it's... But really, it's a biter. It's a big biter. Oh, it's a biter. It's a big bitey slug. I can't wait till it becomes muck, though, because muck is, like, rainbow-colored in this game. So. What? It's rainbow-colored, and it has, like, weird, like, granite for teeth. <laughs> it's crazy. Fucking It's completely on, cuckoo. I just, I, I love it. <laughs> Sun and Moon gets very cuckoo. That's, He's that's my Nico's crazy cuckoo, reviewer cuckoo review of the year of it, award yeah. goes to Pokemon. Uh, it gets one golden rubber chicken. <laughs> Is that is that the new award standard we're going for now? Golden everything. <laughs> the rubber. Yeah, chicken. if you're a good scary game, you get my golden pumpkin. If you're a good yep. funny game, you get my golden chicken. The golden rubber. Golden rubber chicken. Golden rubber. The chicken. golden chicken award is for the best chicken I've eaten all year. That's an entirely different <laughs> review bracket. <laughs> oh man. Oh oh wait. Okay, I got I got to talk about Team Skull. Right. Okay. Is this the? Is this the? I'm guessing this is the Team Rocket. And like, yeah, right. Okay, they gotta keep tradition alive. Yeah, because everyone, <laughs> everyone loves something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Team Skull. 
Team Skull. Team Skull might be their most tongue-in-cheek, schlockiest villains yet, and I kind of have to love these fucking morons. Prepare for Pokemon Grass and Hedge. We've got Team team Leg. We've got Team Bad Leg. Team Gammy Leg. Nintendo, if you're listening... (laughs) <laughs> Tell Game Freak we want we want the next Pokemon to be Pokemon Grass and Hedge. <laughs> hey, we got Pokemon okay. Window. Hey, the, the team. I just need to, team okay. Broken Glass. Hey, oh, <laughs> Team Pirate. Ooh, Team Skull are like the ultimate. Like, there's no other way to describe these gentlemen other than it's a bunch of wiggers. Like. <laughs> 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 It's so ridiculous. I was caught off guard by these guys. Like, I had only seen like a couple of images of them before this game came out, right? Sorry. Just that description caught me off guard. <laughs> they're just so over the top. Like, they're just like they love hip hop and they're just team clown. <laughs> we got the ICP in this game. They might as well be fucking juggalos. That's a great. Yeah, they're just so like like they're over the top. Like, yo yo, and everything rhymes and like it's and their walking animation is so fucking stupid. And it's like I'm trying to find like a gif or something of the walking animation right, to gonna, show gonna... you because it's so ridiculous the way they walk with their arms. They walk like it's like over the top. Team Team Skull walk... got bars, yo. Oh my god, I just saw a picture of them. Holy they're shit. Just, they're always like posing. They're doing like hard poses. They have medallions. And so far, they've just been so laughably shit whenever they appear. Like, yeah, they have teal hair as well. It's like gathering of the skulls or something like that. Oh man, right. Okay. Right, where's this? Oh, I'm trying to find this one. So oh my god, so the walking animation. It's insane. Like, like, the, the, they do this thing with their arms. Yeah. It's like they're spitting a verse, but they're not doing anything. When they do. Just fucking like get a punch in the air, <laughs> hunched over, just like grabbing yeah. it, oxygen. Put that, it in my pocket. W- w- when you see like four of those guys <gasps> all mimicking that one cycle coming towards you, that <laughs> shit's hilarious. <laughs> it's like a bunch of rap metal zombies. <laughs> like it, it, it's just like what these guys look like. Uh, you, you ever hear that band Hollywood Undead? Yeah. <laughs> Like, they look like fans of that band or something. <laughs> oh, God. No, but they're so dumb. And, and there's these two reoccurring ones that have been creatively named Skull A and Skull B. <laughs> or, sorry, Grunt A and Grunt B. Even worse. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, But they're <laughs> reoccurring. They couldn't even give these two reoccurring side characters fucking names. <laughs> Jeez, oh. <laughs> this. But these, these clowns always show up. Sorry, I'm burping a lot. I'm having a Pepsi. Uh, yeah, exactly. Sorry. Sorry. Um, yeah, the, okay, these guys always show up, and they each, like, come at you one at a time with one Pokemon. They always right. get stomped. Then this Edgelord character shows up, <laughs> and he's crazy. You know, he's edgy. He's like, you don't, you yeah, you know, typical insert edgy thing here. If you're thinking of an edgy quote, he's probably said it. Like, Oh, yeah, baby. You're not utilizing their full potential. You'll never know true strength unless you're an asshole. You know, like that kind of... It's like, all right, sure. I, I'm sure you'll you'll either come around or die at the end of this. Whatever. Um, he That guy, you beat him, and then the two lamest characters in the game, these two grunts come up, and they start fucking 
shit-talking him, and he sits there and he bows his head in shame. <laughs> and I'm like, what kind of character is this? I'm already, like, that guy already didn't make a terrible impression. The edgy character who's supposed to be the badass immediately gets shit on by, like, the two... What? These Slipknot guys. What, what, <laughs> what the hell are these things? Oh, God. Every, oh. I don't know. Every Every character in this game, I kind of hate. Yeah, I mean, like, I've never really known Pokemon games for their likable characters or whatever, but, like... <laughs> their unbridled enthusiasm rubs me completely the wrong way. Yeah. This game <laughs> just having a, fucking juggles. The juggalos who are just like, yeah, yeah, come on, man, man, man. Non-stop rhyming and Team Skull got at- bars, yo. The worst. Oh, God. Oh, God. Anyway. Yeah, they, they definitely vape. Yeah, sure. yeah, exactly. Um, but even if you vape, whether you vape or not, I, I, you want to have some laid back, handheld fun this holiday season. <laughs> try, try a vape break. Uh, <laughs> Is that what you're going? Yeah, try this? a vape break. While, uh, hey, put this on your Christmas list: Pokemon Sun and Moon and vape, vape. Hey, I hope I get some sick cotton under my tree. Hell yeah, boy, I'm gonna... Oh, oh, what's in my stocking this year, mummy? Oh, it's a hacked rig! Yay! I'm going to... I'm going to chomp on some sick rigs this this Christmas season. Anyway, I've been playing uh, Bloodborne. <laughs> Still chugging away at the... The, the blood... The Bloodborne, huh? The, the, the Bloodborne, um... Are you a blood-crazed beast yet? Are you... Yeah. Are, do you live by the blood? Do you yeah. die by the blood? Do you, do you me, blood by the blood? Me, the old blood... Bleed you dry, or whatever the... Do you, f- do you listen to the bled while you play Bloodborne? <laughs> uh, I, I, like... I, am um, Loving the hell out of that game. Like, it's... Awesome, uh, but it's, it's 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 a weird kind of love. It's a love where it's like, I like I I've been I've been very anxious this week and don't like various reasons why that all is and stuff. But it's like, I mean, I I've I've been writing a big piece on Hitman and playing a lot of Hitman, and then occasionally I'll go to um to Bloodborne, and it's like. The other day, I'd, I'd gotten, like, no work done, and I was thinking, like, oh, fuck, right. okay, I just need to play Bloodborne to just calm myself down, and that is the worst decision I could have possibly fucking made, like, because... Yeah, what were you thinking, I, man? You I know don't know, but it's, that. like, it, it gets to me in a way that Souls games, like, previously haven't, like, it's 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 genuinely terrifying. <laughs> it's, it's a really, really, like, a pre like... It's it's a it's an oppressive game, but like unlike the Souls games, it doesn't really like celebrate your victories. It's it like this is a game about like you it, it, like imagine like Dark Souls is about kind of <clears throat> fighting against the hollowing process. It's about like you you've been cursed. You are kind of doomed to go insane and repeat these cycles and everything. Like, but you can, you can fight and you can overcome that. Like, this game is just, like, you just descend further and further and, like, the world changes around you as you descend and, like, into this kind of madness and it's, um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's really, like, it's, it's oppressive in a way that the other, that the other Souls games, like, haven't, 
like reached yet or whatever i don't know um but yeah man like it, it's it's hard to deny how fucking like beautiful that game is like the the, the visual design on the enemy and like like i say the world changes a lot um as you kind of progress through it and beat certain bosses and everything and i've just gotten to a bit where the world has gone really really crazy and it's utterly fascinating it's like uncomfortably beautiful and i mean that in the sense that it makes me uncomfortable how how like how much skill went into developing these worlds but also just like it's it's that sense of like this looks super nice but also like it's wholly ominous at the same time you know um so yeah man i love it yeah it's um there are things that i dislike about it um like for example the game often like sets you against like uh hunters which are you know the what your character is essentially like uh, oh shit sorry not my mic um (laughs) uh basically it's like you know they 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 have the kind of same move set and stuff like that but also like they seem to have like unlimited stamina unlimited ammo like all that kind of stuff and um is it like the those uh computer controlled a uh, you know in it, it, souls games when you fight someone who looks like they're another player yes, character but it's, it's just like a, it, it, yeah. the, the, the that kirk guy with the spikes for example yeah, it's, like it's, it's like if you go into the 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 wooded area before you fight sif uh in dark souls one like yeah it, like the, like those it's, it's that kind of thing it's basically like the same type of enemy as you but like they seem to have like these massive fucking health bars um like uh, unlimited stamina and like uh, you know, and in, in case you're not aware, like uh, in Bloodborne, instead of having, I mean, you can equip a shield if you want, but it's fucking pointless because um, the only shield you get is like this crappy wooden one. Um, instead, you usually carry a gun that acts as your kind of parry mechanic, um, and you have limited ammo for that. Uh, but the enemies can just seem to just fire off fucking shots as much as they want and like kind of stagger you and everything. Um, and it's like, and it, you know, often you'll find yourself in in these scenarios. You'll find yourself fighting multiple like hunters, and it it takes that idea of the Souls games feeling like tough but fair, and like kind of you know, it just feels like a bit of a meat grinder, I guess. Like, because you know, for example, there's there's uh, there's one fight against two hunters or whatever, and you can kill you can kill uh one of them and then come back and like they'll still be dead so it's so it's not like you know you you don't need to kill both at the same time so i don't really know why both are there if you get what i mean because there's a bonfire like you know not not that too far away um yeah i I don't know is is there's there's some weird anomalies with this game's design that's kind of the same with all souls games i guess um but here because of the speed of the combat and stuff and how quickly you need to react it can feel a little bit like you know the odds are maybe overly stacked against you so um i don't know that that falls in line with what i was hearing when it came out is like that the the stacking of shit against you kind of got a little bit like much at points in this game like you'd turn a corner and there'd just be like 
like one too many or something or something yeah, is usually yeah. what I heard. Like, yeah. you know, like, oh, there's maybe if there was just one of these guys or, you know, yeah. Yeah, That exactly. sounds about right from what I I've mean, been hearing. Like, I also, I also heard some people complaining about there being too many bonfires in this game and I don't know what they're talking about. This game is almost entirely built off of shortcuts. Like, um, you, like you'll basically, you'll start, it'll, it'll do the Dark Souls thing where, you know, it'll, you know, you'll you'll have one bonfire in an, in an area and as you progress, you'll find ways to look back on it and kind of, open up new routes to 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 that bonfire or whatever so um like i i don't know it's uh it's it's like the world design like i i kind of like how labyrinthine the world design in this is um you know it's when you're playing through it for the first time like i am just now it can feel very easy to get like lost if that makes sense um but, like, you still have that kind of, like, wondrous kind of, oh, thank fuck moment where you where you just open that one door and then you realize you've kind of looked back on yourself and found another route to the bonfire or whatever. And it's it definitely feels a lot better than the Dark Souls 2 approach where you just, just warp between any bonfire you want uh, or the Dark Souls 3 approach even. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's uh, like... It's it's cool, but it's the what I am enjoying most about that game is how different aesthetically it is to Souls games. Um, there's there's elements to it that are like basically most of the game takes place in these kind of like dank city streets or whatever, um, and like that can become a little bit samey after a while, but. Uh, what era is this based on? Sorry, what what era is this based off of again? Like, it's, what era? Um, but like, you know, you know, the, like the aesthetic is it like Victorian. Uh, yes, like- yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, I would say probably like Victorian is probably the the best way to describe it. It's uh, kind of very like Pil- pilgrimy hats. That's all yes, I think about yes, when I think yes, of this game. It, exactly, like, it's, it's very kind of dingy and um, but there's also kind of a lot of like ornate um designs and stuff like that to the world like um that that's that's one of the cool things about it it's like everything is incredibly ornate but in a state of constant decay um so yeah i, I don't know it's 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 weird and it's cool and it's unsettling and um more so in this game than in any other souls game i felt terrified to turn a corner like which which, which is cool like i never really felt that in dark souls 3 uh because i guess playing the other souls games had prepared me for most of what i could expect in dark souls 3 um and playing dark souls 3 prepared me for a lot for the increase in like speed that that bloodborne has but like the 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 speed at which shit can go wrong in bloodborne uh you know if you're not careful is is like is highly increased compared to the compared to previous games like if you get caught in like one one like kind of bad animation loop then you're fucked <laughs> like a lot of the time uh so it, it so it's it's like it, roaming through that just roaming through that world is unbearably tense um but then you get to like the bosses and like i i have mixed feelings about the bosses at the moment um because really? a lot of them seem to be these kind of big wild beasts that kind of just flail around and stuff like that and it's super fast uh but like some of the bosses have these kind of 
there's one boss in particular, a boss called Vicar Amelia, um, that the is is really it's a really good boss fight like that's that's the boss fight that um when i was anxious the other night i played through and i felt like my fucking heart was going to explode after it um because it's like because <laughs> because she's so huge and she moves so fast but there's like the there's this constant like the design of the boss is like there's all this i don't know if it's hair or if it's like kind of cloth like flapping around and stuff but there's so much of it that it makes it impossible to see the boss a lot of the time like so it's like you're just kind of swinging and i'm well i was anyway i was just kind of swinging and thinking like am i hitting this boss i don't really know um and yeah i don't know it's like plus i mean that that frame rate doesn't help it's it was fine in watchdogs too because that's not a game where you require fucking pinpoint you know accuracy of you know frame timings and stuff like that but in a game like bloodborne or like any souls game like you, you need that 60 man you need it it's uh so um yeah i don't know but it's it's like aesthetically it, like it's, it's weird because i think I, I think i mentioned on the podcast before like after that dlc for three came out I found myself a little burned out on Souls games, um, and it, like I think that the reason, the main reason that this has drawn me back in is its visual design, which is like kind of a weird thing to say because you expect the main draw of a Souls game to be purely its combat, like you know, I, I like that combat system could be applied to to like any environment or whatever, and it would be good because that's a that's a a fucking solid combat system but like with bloodborne it, it just feels like so much more attention went into the design of the world this time and it's it's appreciated so yeah i don't know it's it's cool <laughs> um but yeah i want to play it so bad yeah i think like, i just like how do i do it you see like before it was before i played it it was like um you know i was thinking like i'm i'm okay with not playing bloodborne you know it's I, I don't want to buy a console to to get to that like just so i can play that one game um but yeah i don't know uh it, it's it's now now that like you know that uh nick one of my patrons sent me like his ps4 like i i actually really enjoy the ps4 i've got to say it it's 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 neat like it's it's nice being able to just like plug something in that's purely just for gaming and stuff like that like as opposed to like i don't know it's hard to describe like obviously much much prefer my pc your computer's plugged in there you go yeah it's it's, it's true um but uh yeah i don't know I, I i guess maybe it's just the fact that like now i have like when i got the ps4 i was also thinking right okay i need to figure out how to capture footage on that so i bought an elgato capture card and like i don't know if it's maybe just the elgato that you know it, it's made my life so much fucking easier in terms of capturing footage for games that like just having that alone makes having the console worth it <laughs> like um yeah i don't know but um also i, I should i should <laughs> mention this before i forget um i've been playing because you know like bloodborne i'm still working my way through it it's great i'm really really enjoying it still forming my thoughts on it um but uh yeah like aside from that i spent 
a little bit of time or you know a, a fair fair amount but uh i got sent a promo copy of the assassin's creed remasters for ps4 and oh yeah man, man. so uh did you see that one guy you know you see the thing is like like the if you haven't seen it then go look at uh the video that polygon put out about the about the assassin's creed remasters um because it's fucking wild uh like the the amount like because it's not just like that one guy's face it's like climbing animations are all like jerky and stuff like that um that that was on the xbox version the xbox one uh i got sent the ps4 version obviously and yeah i i i think it might just be a case of like going from watchdogs 2 which you know shares a lot of the movement systems but like heavily streamlined uh going from that back to assassin's creed 2 it has been rough like that that game does not hold up as well as one might imagine <laughs> it's uh oh um, I, I played assassin's creed 1 last week actually yeah <laughs> what's like why well, uh <laughs> i played the because i because i realized like a little while ago like they I, they were like sold the entire series for like like seven dollars or something one time and i was like yeah sure why not i'll jump on that one day yeah yeah and then i i saw that footage of that weird looking guy and i just said oh maybe i should start this and i started <laughs> the first one uh i it crashed once because i changed the graphic settings <laughs> um i plugged in a controller the controller freaked out and uh all the buttons were crazy uh i was doing some amazing moves like walk forward was click in the right stick like crazy stuff like what? that <laughs> and so i finally got the controller all worked out i played the game um all of a sudden i was trapped in limbo just standing in like whiteness being able to walk around and then and then i quit the game and then the game said it was running on my pc even though it clearly wasn't <laughs> and i couldn't get it to stop and then i went to bed <laughs> you see that's that see, that's an interesting thing because because i have assassins like i, I you know like it, it sounds weird, weird me saying like oh it doesn't hold up as well as you remember because i actually did play assassin's creed 2 like maybe a year and a half ago um on my pc uh just because i was like you know i had it and i was like i wonder how this game holds up and you know even by then it didn't hold up great but you know like they brought out this remaster which to my eyes like it, it removed some of the kind of like the kind of cooler filters and stuff like that that made it look kind of um a little bit kind of dusty i don't like i don't know how else to describe it it, it kind of gave it a little bit of grit it like um like so they've kind of cleaned all that up and it looks it looks a bit kind of like it basically just highlights how fucking 2009 ass graphics these are um like the, the like the game doesn't look great and also it runs at 30 frames a second i can run it on my pc at 60 like you know I, and i could do that for fucking years like i i don't really know why this collection exists right now i mean well i guess right now it's because they haven't brought out an, an assassin's creed game this year but like i, I don't know it's you know, I'm, one of my main problems with Assassin's Creed 2 is that it takes fucking forever to actually get into the game proper. Like, it starts off and you've got, oh, uh, you've got Desmond in, in fucking Abstergo or whatever, and you've got to get out, so you've got to walk through this fucking, 
where you got to run through following this, following the women from Assassin's Creed One, uh, running out of the facility, intermittently interrupted by the literal birth of Ezio Auditore, the character you play in the olden times, and the way they tutorialize. Oh fuck! The way they tutorialize the movement in, in fucking Assassin's Creed Two, they literally have you control a baby. It's, like it's like like you 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 see the birth of your character. The dad holds Ezio in his hands, and it comes up with like like the camera cuts to the baby, and it comes up saying press press B to use uh, empty hand, and you press B, and the the baby's left hand just kind of flails a bit, and then it's like press <laughs> X to use other hand, and then you press it, and like, and like press press A to kick or something like that, and it's like the baby kicks, and it's like you're just like the fuck is going on here? It's just. Why am I controlling? Why are you tutorializing this through the through the literal newborn baby version of the character I'm going to play? Like, um, so yeah, <laughs> it's fucking crazy. And then you've got to go through all this shit. Where, I mean, like, you've got to go through all these meaningless errands and stuff like that. Uh, you know, witness the fucking. I guess it's like they're trying to get you close with your family before like spoiler alert for fucking assassin's creed 2 and the early game of assassin's creed 2 that your family gets executed um and like that spurs on the rest of the plot uh but even still man like you know you you play for about an hour and a half to get to the point at which your family are executed and then you've still got at least another like hour or so before the world actually opens up and you can kind of go and do whatever you want and man it's just such a fucking slog um but on top of that like one of the one of the main reasons i remember really liking assassin's creed 2 when it came out was because of how like how well the the kind of climbing animations flowed and like it just seems like okay i can i can climb to the top of this building in seconds or whatever like that is fucking way clunkier than i remember it like um it just seems like there's all these things that, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if this was just in the PS4 version, like, because there were a couple of moments where, like, I was trying to climb up to somewhere and instead his arm was glitching through his body and everything like that. Um, but it just seems like there are times where there's a really obvious ledge that you're wanting to climb up to and then you'll just fucking freak out and jump off and everything. You'll die. Uh, and it's really slow and, like, it's hard to maintain momentum and everything. And, man, that, that game Sounds is... Sounds great. Yeah. Sounds like the 2000s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sounds like, you know, like, late 2000s video games. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. Yeah, the jank, was, the jank was real back then. Yeah. We were just... We didn't know any better. Yeah, because it was so expansive, man. It was so open. That uh, shit was cutting edge. Yeah, exactly. So I've got... So I'm making my way through Assassin's Creed 2 and then I've got the Assassin's Creed 2.33 and 2.66 to go to after that. Can't wait. Is uh who's the guy in the first one of uh, the that's, um Al- Altair. Is he only in the first? Uh he, he, I'm fairly sure he makes a return at some point but you only play as him in the first I think. Um yeah. The, sec- the second one, 
and and you know because they it was like Assassin's Creed Revelations and Assassin's Creed. Fucking, Is that the one in the Civil War? No, that was Assassin's Creed Three. Like so, you know, like it's like Assassin's Creed fucking Revelations and um, Assassin's Creed fucking Watchdogs or something. I don't know, um, but uh, yeah, like it's man, Assassin's Creed. Like even something when, about that series, man. It's just always been like. Like, there's nothing wrong. I've never yeah. seen... I've never been like, there's... Oh, this series sucks. It's just like, I look at that series and I just go, I'm good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't like, know what it is. I tried to play Syndicate last year because everyone was saying, oh, man, this is like the best Assassin's Creed game in years. This is, you know, on par with two. And I was like... I, I tried playing it and my reaction to that game was fucking viscerally negative. I hated that game. Like, I played that game for maybe, like, three hours, and then I was like, fuck this. This is fucking trash. <laughs> um, it, like, because, you know, it, like, a lot of people kind of complained that, you know, and, and even, like, Assassin's Creed 2, you know, basically traversing any, like, buildings or whatever, you were holding down a button and running and you know, and just letting the character do its thing. And I always thought that, you know, the kind of fluidity of the character animations made up for that. In Assassin's Creed Syndicate, like, the game is fucking just literally playing itself. Like, you know, you've got a fucking, like, uh, a grappling hook that you just shoot up to the top of a building and then you just shoot up, so you've not got any of the fucking work involved in terms of, you know, actually navigating the building or whatever. And, man... I hate that game. <laughs> uh, so yeah. <laughs> so Ubisoft, if you're listening, don't send me any more Assassin's Creed games, please. I don't want them. Um, yeah. So I. <laughs> um, well, that's said and done. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess that's pretty much all I've been playing, apart from like I say, Hitman, which you know I've just been like because I'm I'm planning this big fucking video project that should hopefully be done and out by next weekend but we'll see because i'm kind of going through a lot of editing as i go in in terms of the script at the moment um essentially i'm kind of analyzing that game's level design um because you know a lot of people say that oh the the kind of absurd humor is what carries it or whatever and i agree but also i think that the level design of each map has like its own interesting things to dig into in terms of how it um bolsters that kind of core design of um you know tactical stealth but also like absurd comedy and stuff you know uh so yeah i'm I'm working on that at the moment um and that's meant going through and playing a bunch of the you know playing through all the maps a bunch of times again and yep you know we talk about hitman on almost every fucking podcast but you know it's it's a great fucking game. It's it deserves really to be good talked game. about for the next year at least. Yeah, man. It's uh so yeah, and and like playing through it again has like uncovered a lot of cool things about that game's design and um and also like a lot of things in terms of like a lot of things that are perhaps negative uh that you know like for example um like Colorado is probably my second least favorite map behind uh marrakesh um oh yeah those are my two least favorite as well yeah. they're uh I, oh like uh, call, call, call it call marrakesh it, might be my least favorite of all time yeah 
Um, call Although it. I did play some escalations on it recently, yeah. and uh, it was kooky fun. Yeah, I yeah. feel terrible uh, <laughs> about that level, though, because I, I feel like I play it boring every single time. Yeah. Because the escalations almost like encourage you to play it one strict way that gets harder and harder. I don't know. It's I found it hard to kill this guy. I don't know. They're, you see, uh, yeah. where he's positioned is very annoying. But yeah, like Mar- Marrakesh... I don't even know what's missing from that level, but something's missing. And it's weird because it's arguably huge. Well, you see, that's that is the main thing. Um I I also I I'm I'm writing I'm I've written an article for Paste actually, like ranking the, the Hitman missions in terms of my my favorites and everything. And you know, Marrakesh and Colorado are at the bottom. Um one of the things like one of the kind of main things about Hitman is that uh a map doesn't need to be large in size in order to be expansive. Um, and, like, Marrakesh is probably one of the biggest examples of, like, bigger does not necessarily equal better in Hitman. Um, yeah. Because, uh, like, I mean, to go to Colorado for a minute, uh, this is less the case in Marrakesh, but there's still an element of it. Um, Colorado, especially, is incredibly flat, like basically you've got that apricot farm which is basically one level and then you've got that house which has uh like two like three floors uh i think yeah three floors um and like what what made the what made what made paris great is the fact that it's like you have this area around around the place which with which you can experiment like and and you know kind of figure out your surroundings and everything but like the the house is its own kind of puzzle like it's kind of fitting that that the paris map is a fashion show because that game is all that that map is all about figuring out which costume like that that map is all about the disguise functionality it's like what what costumes can you use to gradually work your way up to the top of the house you know it's um and like and uh, you know that it's it's a very well designed and very kind of contained environment the house but it's it's like uh yeah it's 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 it encourages you to experiment with a very particular thing but also it has an interesting sense of verticality to it um like can you affect things on one floor from another floor and everything like that uh and sapienza takes that to another level like sapienza is maybe the best level i've played in a game this year um because it's like you know you can you can socially engineer a target in sapienza to appear at the beach and you can snipe them from the other end of the map (laughs) like and this is like sapienza if you don't know is like a fully functioning town it's like you know you have you have the multi-leveled mansion uh with complete with underground lab underneath uh you have the surrounding area of that um you then have the town the town square which has all these different like alleyways and stuff and every shop in there is a church much, yeah the a church, big-ass church. The, the church the morgue uh the kind of graveyard bit um then you've got the beach and the pier and everything like that and you're like it, it's it's a big ass map like in terms of like you know this is it might not sound big but in terms of like running from one end of that map to the other would probably take you a good few minutes um and like you can 
like I say, you can socially engineer someone to appear at one end of the map and take them out from the other end of the map. And, like, that is incredible level design, you know? Um, and, you know, so I, so I kind of feel that, like, that all kind of comes down to, like, how things are elevated and stuff like that because Sapienza, the top bit of that map is like the mansion and the town square and then the bottom bit is the church the beach everything like that and it's like i i you know i i talked a lot about this in my you know my blight town video like verticality is really important because you know it's it's easy it's easier to perceive everything on a horizontal plane but when there's like when there's different levels at work like you know it, it it requires you to think in terms of like other dimensions and like that is that is both more challenging and more satisfying when you can work out things like okay i can i can take out someone on the other end of the map from from another end of the map you know whereas like marrakesh and stuff it's like it's very flat there are there are bits where you can get onto the roofs of places and stuff but it's it's so crowded that you can't do anything without being seen really um and marrakesh felt like you were trying to penetrate a really heavily protected person like yeah yeah you know and i that guy had like layers and layers of protection around him yeah like the mob that was trying to kill him was also kind of his defense from you in a way like it kind of created you know that was a that was unique, but it just kind of didn't work for me. I don't know. You see, the, the interesting thing about the mob in the Marrakesh level to me is the idea that this is Hitman actually going in and messing with, like, highly taught international relations. Like, this is like, people are literally rioting in the streets because they want this guy's blood because of, um, uh, you know, international relations between two countries being at kind of an all-time low and you think like the way that hitman incentivizes you know kind of being a kind of puppet master and kind of causing havoc and causing different systems to collide with each other and you know watching the sparks fly like you would think that part of that would involve maybe like like kind of sparking these fucking these people further you know and like really causing some actual havoc and you know seeing how like the kind of absurdity of you know of kind of causing these situations in other maps actually translates to you know a fucking riot situation but it's like i think you mentioned it before it's the 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 crowds is like funk like function like the way i would describe it is that functionally the 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 crowd in marrakesh the the crowd that is baying for blood is functionally identical to the crowd at the Paris fashion show, which is like this kind of really dignified environment. Like they both, they both serve the same purpose. And it's like, that is a real missed opportunity. I think, um, the the first time I played Marrakesh, I went, Oh shit, better steer clear of that crowd. You know, like that's how I played it because like, you know, like, Oh God, those people look ready to kill. (laughs) So I thought maybe best not to walk through that. And then I realized you can walk through it. And if you bump into people, they're all of a sudden triggered out of their angry mob <laughs> yeah. um, AI personality, and they go, "Oh, excuse me, sir." <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly, it's yeah. like, oh, "What?" 
It's kind of weird. But well, would you watch where you're voice, going? You know that one guy's voice that's in like every level <laughs> every like thirty times. Hello, I, and I said, "Hey, like you always overhear him explaining something to someone." Like it's, just I love a, that guy. Just the riots are going like, "Hey, I don't recognize you." <laughs> like fucking, hey, why who would is you? This guy. <laughs> oh man, and it's like you know, like part of part of like. Really appreciating Hitman is understanding that that these are like systems. These aren't people. These are like, um, you know, these are clusters of AI scripting and stuff like that. And they it's don't. Awesome. It makes it like a simulation. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's great. It's it's like it's it's one of my favorite parts of the game. Like the idea that like you have to like unlearn everything that you you know about being uh, like because the worlds are like designed to be fairly. You, like realistic might not be the word but um but the idea that these people are so absurdly ignorant of you know any kind of social etiquette or whatever like this is a game where you can get shot to death for turning off a radio <laughs> it's like the it's like you, you like the sequence of events that plays out is you turn off the radio some a guard like someone comes to investigate it and then says, was this you? And then if you don't, then if you just stay there, they will go and get a guard. The guard will say, is this you? And then they'll try to arrest you. And then they will shoot you to fucking death. And this is all from turning on a fucking radio. <laughs> like, and, and Was this you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, and you just think like, okay, this is not a world in which normal human rules apply, even though the, the aesthetic and the design is is fairly realistic looking um yeah and you freaked out if you crouch near them yeah exactly like, you, but it's like then if you trans like if you <laughs> um what's the word i'm looking for uh fucking what's my mind's gone completely <laughs> blank um what if you enter a restricted area <laughs> what's the word <laughs> because of the team what Trespassing. Trespassing. Oh. <laughs> I completely forgot the foot trespassing. Oh, I'm so fucking. I'm. I'm pretty, pretty tired and stressed at the moment. Um, but it, like, <laughs> if you're, if you trespass in an area, um, then a guard will like escort you out. Like, but if you turn off, but if you turn on a radio, you will get shot to death eventually. <laughs> like, it's like that's the kind of like level of absurdity we're talking here, and that kind of plays into the way in which the level design um you know kind of affects how you play the level because it's you know it, you know you kind of have to understand that the crowds are not necessarily you, you, like you can use the crowds as places to hide as opposed to like thinking like oh everyone's going to see this and stuff like um but yeah i don't know it's 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 a hell of a game and there's a lot to it and i'm working on this video for it and playing through all the missions has been kind of a blast again um did you take out the chef, the elusive target? Oh yeah, the, the live streaming chef. <laughs> yep, and he I, was easy, man. Yeah, it took me like well, it took me a long time because I couldn't find a way to get rid of his dumb friends who kept following yeah, him around. So finally, entourage. I just decided to. I, I punched all of them in the face, <laughs> but I was a little too punch happy, and I accidentally mashed Q too many times, and I snapped like two of their necks. <laughs> you see, like I I had seen someone play it and knew where he was uh like where he started off so like i just chose the starting location in the kitchen where you start off as a waiter 
That's what I did, yeah. And just immediately just ran, th- like, ran through to the room he was in, shot everyone in the head, and then just ran to the helicopter. <laughs> it's like, I, so I, like, I actually, I have the footage and I time, like, I looked at the time from when I took control to when I left the mission. I completed that mission in a minute. <laughs> I, I beat that mission by, um, taking advantage of the AI and what they do when you stand in front of them. So what yeah. I did was, well, he he would leave the room and then there'd be like a little break and then like three AI people would follow him. So what I would do is I would stand right in front of them. Yeah. And yeah. Just keep getting in their way and they would keep stopping. Yeah. 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 Until eventually enough like space had gone between them where he finally was alone. But it still wasn't enough because as soon as I knocked him out, I turn around and the door is open and all three of those people are like, what are you doing? And then I just ran up and punched everybody. <laughs> but you see, that's that's the thing. Like, that's that's what I'm talking about when, like, I say that you need to view these, these individuals as systems rather than people. It's like, you know, because these are things you can interrupt scripting by just standing there. And it's like, yeah. Um, and that actually has real tactical, you know, benefits to you if that's the way you want to go with it. So, um it's stuff like that that makes hitman so interesting to me um but yeah i I wish that hitman went a little bit further with some of the ai stuff like i noticed because i was dressed up like a restaurant guy or a waiter yeah in that in that thing that random ai characters would be like oh you know like can i have like one glass of sherry please you know and stuff like that i wish that those characters would remember that they asked me that and i wish that they would get progressively more and more annoyed and like you know come find me and ask me why i didn't bring them food or you know like something like i wish that little stuff you know yeah uh, make make it a game mode like yeah way way too realistic mode where like (laughs) everything gets in the way you see yeah i i I mean like it's it's interesting like the, the kind of the what writing this stuff has taught me is or has shown me is that like the costume dynamics are actually kind of interesting like uh, you know, you take a lower position outfit or whatever, like a waiter or whatever, and you can get like you can get into fewer areas, but less people will be suspicious of you because you're just a waiter. Like if you're a guard, like if you dress up as a guard, then you can get wherever pretty much. But way more guards will be like suspicious of you because it's their job to be guards it's their jobs to it's their job to be alert and like i kind of think that that's actually like a weird thing that doesn't really get touched on a lot um but uh especially in paris like it it kind of teaches you the the kind of ins and outs of of the kind of the, the the disguise mechanic but that that level also has like a couple of what I like to call skeleton key outfits. It has the the shake and it has uh, Helmut Kruger, uh, the supermodel that you dress up as. Like, and they oh, can yeah. they can pretty much get anywhere. They can get ev- they can get anywhere bar one or two areas. Um, and Kruger's great if you want to explore that level. Without oh yeah, yeah. Being fucked with yeah. exactly, and and that's that's what I think the function of that outfit is. It's like because that's the first level of. Uh, like the first main mission of the game like they want to give like new players a chance to like if if they want then they can get this costume that'll allow them to get wherever they want you know without question or anything like that um the, the only two areas you can get you can't get into are the basement at the top but it's like the basement at the top uh yeah next to the auction room uh like there's a there's a, a basement that allows you to get up and over the or like uh over the stage 
So you can like rig the. That's light. an attic, Hamish. That's an attic. Oh, fuck, so it's fucking out. A basement at the top. Uh, turning point in the wall. This is this is like Resident Evil World over again. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What does your house look like? <laughs> it's topsy turvy. Um, it's a wall outside. I don't know. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, man. I forgot. I forgot what the fucking word trespass was. Um, the uh, basement up top. <laughs> yeah, the 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 attic up top. Uh, yeah, I was, we, like, I was like, there's a basement that goes over. <laughs> So it's a magical rainbow basement. Starts at the bottom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um, but yeah. So so as Helmet Kruger, you are or the Shake. You still can't get the only outfit that can get you into that area without trespassing is a guard uniform. But even then, there's like all that's up there are guards, and they are all they're pretty much all suspicious of you. So like you know. You're not getting into that area without being suspicious. Um, and there's another area next to where the helicopter is, which, from what I can gather, seems to be purely built for one specific opportunity. And, like, and that's the kind of interesting thing that doing this kind of level design, uh, like, analysis has kind of shown me is that there are areas in the game that, like, you know, seem like fairly pointless unless you're going for like these specific like incredibly specific things um so yeah i, I don't know there's like there it, it's, it's kind of fascinating because like for for the most part like all these levels are really well designed um but it's it's been interesting kind of finding these little anomalies as you kind of play through them and really analyze them in detail um so yeah, I guess like I'm doing that video and that should hopefully unless I get tired of the script and just scrap it all like uh, or you know, like this video is probably going to be about half an hour at least. Um so, you know, it, it, hopefully it'll be out next weekend, but if not then, you know, so be it. <laughs> um, uh so yeah, um I guess that's what I've been working on. Uh Nico, before we get into news, how are your videos coming along? They're coming along good. Yeah. Um. Probably not gonna get anything out before tomorrow. So. Right. But but you uh, but you are you, you like you do have like things actually like that are being being done. Yeah. yeah like like there the, the, the aren't like the kind of maybe like review or analysis pieces that you were kind of doing before or you were plat that you're still working on. I think. But yeah. But like but you're kind of doing like things to tide people over because yeah because because there are people that want your content now nico <laughs> ah yeah maybe. who knows those are a bunch of wackos if you ask me <laughs> the fine listeners of the writing on games cast yeah a w- w- woozy doozies i don't even know <laughs> i bet they think the basements are on the top of the house <laughs> what nerds <laughs> <laughs> What nerds? They think the basement is on the top of the house. <laughs> the oh. nerdiest opinion ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, like, what what kind of stuff are you planning to to do that isn't, that, that you can get out soon? I got a little thing I'm working on called Steam Roulette. That is a great way to, uh, uh, I, I guess, uh, validate all the hundreds of games that I have on this Steam account that 
don't get used all the years and years of sales and crap. Yeah. Yeah. Um great. Yeah. <laughs> you'll you'll see that uh soonish. Uh I've I've filmed like half of it. Right. Um it uh, d- despite the name, I may uh, pick and choose some of the titles that come up. It may not be 100% spontaneous. Sometimes <sighs> When you're doing something like this and Half-Life 2 shows up, you don't exactly <laughs> want to go on to Half-Life 2. You know, like... You're breaking your own rules, Nico. You're a map. There were no rules. The rules are more like the we- the weird offbeat stuff yeah, that yeah, I really yeah. wouldn't... Like, there's a game called... Ah! Like, you know, like that game. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe that should be on there. Is that know? is that the one where you're, like, falling? I, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I guess I yeah. Like, I, I, I played that once and was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's a, how I imagine half of these would be, but you know... A reckless disregard for gravity. That's what it's called. That, that is what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, that's that's cool. I'm 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 excited to 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 see that stuff, man. Yeah. And um, the Morrowind thing should be starting up uh, after I get back from where I'm going for Thanksgiving. Hell yeah. And that will be its own thing. That that that'll be a lot of fun. It. So so what? Why? I've, talk, I've talked to a few people about helping out on there, and it it will be good. <laughs> I, I think I might know who some of those people are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, what what have you got planned for Thanksgiving? I don't know. What, I don't really know what Thanksgiving really entails. Like. I, you eat a bunch of food with your family, and yeah, you get really full. Is or that, you go hang out just, with your friends and eat not a bunch just, of food. Is that not just Christmas a month before Christmas? It is. It's Christmas part one. <laughs> it really is. It's just... Yeah, it is. Okay. It's... Uh, there's a... There's usually a movie marathon on the TV. I don't know. Like, you know, it's... I, I'm... Me, me, me and my parents are mostly like, we just want to eat turkey. <laughs> Fair enough. And mashed, mashed potatoes. There you go. Yeah. I uh jumped I I jumped the gun a little bit and uh bought a tiny turkey this year and I I I baked this turkey and then I immediately uh, I cut it up and then I put it on I, I wrapped it up and put it in the fridge. Right. And then I made leftover turkey sandwiches. <laughs> I was, you know, they're left under. Like I made I made an entire turkey just to make leftover sandwiches with it. <laughs> just because that's my favorite part of Thanksgiving is the uh, the end when you have all this cold turkey and you put it on all, all you need is really you know two slices of bread and some mayonnaise and some turkey my friend and there you go that's that's thanksgiving eve oh i will definitely do that even though i'm fucking you can't do that fucking vegetarian uh, it's against the law for you <laughs> exactly um but yeah uh i guess with that said speaking of thanksgiving <laughs> let's give thanks for oh, the no. news <laughs> God, that's terrible. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's not give thanks to the news because the news has all been crap this week. Um, I don't know. There's a couple of things. Um, uh, <laughs> some of these are terrible. Yeah, like, some of these are now. really, really terrible. Uh, guess what, Nico? Final Fantasy 15 is, is broken it's street. Coming day. out? It's broken street oh. date. Oh, oh. God, okay, I saw so many wieners last night just <laughs> are, oh, gibbering at each other on Twitter. Well, now, you know, it's really not cool that you're streaming this before the release date. It's like, uh, I saw somebody get in this whole argument about why their metaphor was wrong because uh, this guy was like, it's like, what is it? It's <laughs> God, he, made, he equated it to like, 
it's like getting a fast pass, but breaking into the to the rides at Disneyland early. <laughs> and this other guy is like, but if I got to the park, I should be able to ride the rides, right? And then it just turned into this whole thing. It's just like, who cares if Final Fantasy 15's out? Like, oh, God. This, also, this has been happening forever. I don't know if anyone knows this, but if you know a mom and pop shop that sells video games and it's not like Walmart or a yeah. big chain, they can probably break the street. Yeah, exactly. No one gives a fuck. Uh, yeah, uh, I got Pokemon uh, Moon like a day early, but then Nintendo, you know, there's a, there's a place by my house. There's a place called World 8. You know, they sell yeah. stuff. It's, uh, like, they're... They're an independent, so they they drop stuff always a day early. It's how they do it. They did it for like like some Kingdom Hearts game, I remember. Yeah, it's like they do this stuff. You know, depending on the publisher developer putting out a thing like Nintendo did, where they said we're just gonna break your fucking account if you go on right now. Yeah, fair enough. But you know, it's it happens. I don't get why people are so freaking out. Yeah, exactly. Why, why is the creator apologizing? Like that's not his fault. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> The fuck does that have to do anything? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I should have controlled this better. Fucking chop. Also, chop to battle. Also, why does this? Why does this always happen in South America? Like, yeah, yeah. It's exactly. always, South America is where you, where the leaks always, or the spoilers for stuff always come well, from. Well, I, I guess noticed. isn't like piracy like still a real concern down there? Like, well, it's a. Um, last I heard, it was more of like a necessity to pirate stuff because of the taxation on uh, yeah, video yeah. games uh-huh. or electronic entertainment or what specifically maybe recreational electronics I want to say something weird like that like yeah. uh so there was some math done in like one Xbox 360 was like $500 in US you know like so, there's something going on in South America that with the government where possibly sales of hardware are super expensive so people just steal games to even that out I don't know yeah it's 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 always sounded like it's been really hard to be of of for anybody who plays video games down there. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, but so for whatever reason, maybe it's a lashing out. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, exactly. maybe they or they're just gonna leak these games. Then I don't know. <laughs> Put South America on the map. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he get video games early. It's the best. Yeah. Oh man! So I mean, like, yeah, you you want to play this, right? You want to play? I'm it? interested. Oh, are God, you sad man. that the, are you sad that it's been leaked by the South Americans? I could not give a fuck. Oh my God! Did you know that the guy with the blonde faux hawk dies? Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, uh, Titus is back, and he's no! and, and his okay, laugh no, is no, louder no, no, than no. ever. No, 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 <laughs> my old man. <laughs> Hey, imagine Final Fantasy Fifteen. The car plays Blitzball now. I would like it. I would like Final Fantasy Ten Three, and I would like it to be where you're, where you're Titus's old man, and you're hitting him on the back of the head every time he talks. Yeah, it'd be like his dad just being like, "Shut up, you know, <laughs> you weird half short weirdo." God, can we just talk about those shorts? I've been wanting to talk about the shorts ever since we started a podcast. Okay, real quick, Titus's shorts. You ever see these things? Uh, I mean, like, yeah, but it, like, is that, is that another one where it's like one leg is longer than the other? Yes, but why? <laughs> why? Don't make no sense. This has bugged me for like since Final Fantasy X came out. I've, I, I I looked at him and I said, "Why is he dressed like that? <laughs> why?" There's plenty of chances in the middle of that game's campaign where he could have changed pants. Oh, whatever. <laughs> it's like one of those unsolved things. So yeah, don't 
hey, hot tip. If you don't want a game spoiled for yourself, don't go Googling it every five minutes like the internet apparently seems to do. Yeah, exactly. Just like, just, you're smart. Come on, don't <laughs> ruin games for yourself. Jesus Christ. The game looks cool. A bunch of guys driving a Lexus to the <laughs> Final Fantasy soundtrack. Looks great. <laughs> also, this guy, the, the creator's like, one of the major goals of Final Fantasy XV is for everyone to enjoy the story and to discover the surprises together through simultaneous world worldwide release. When has that ever been a thing? Like, yeah, like, that's I mean, never been feasible for any fucking video game ever. I mean, what do like, you mean? Unless, unless, unless it's like Dark Souls or like fucking PT or something, but like... Dark Souls is is mysterious for a week. The first yeah. Dark Souls was mysterious because nobody knew what the fuck that game was. Yeah. Nobody gave a shit. It took some time for Dark Souls one's popularity ramped up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it, it didn't just like go like yeah, like it was like a thing. <laughs> it was a thing people heard about. I I tried it because it was like hey, it's that weird hard game everyone's been talking about. Yeah, you know, and I checked it out and I was like, whoa, there's something to this. <laughs> there, there was no expectation there. Nobody's going into any game going like I expect. They're going completely dark. This is the year 2016. It's not like I have the internet in my pocket. Yeah. Blipping. It's not. Twitter exists. So there's going to be spoilers. <laughs> oh, oh and there's a day one patch of 7.2 gigabytes. So, you know. And everyone, everyone's freaking. Every, yeah. yeah uh, that's, I mean, like, that is kind of. I, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, patch. Like, I don't give a fuck about patches or whatever. Like, they're a thing. They make games That's a better. Big patch, though. It's a big patch, and also the reason that game was delayed was so that they didn't have to patch it. Um, but who knows? It's uh, that's like that's like two and a half Bioshock Two remasters. Yeah, <laughs> or something. <I> don't know. <laughs> yeah, that well-known <laughs> unit of measurement. <laughs> yeah, that's how I measure all my games. <laughs> oh man. Uh so I guess yeah I I don't know I I'm I'm very I'm very curious about uh about Final Fantasy 15 um I will probably Stay tuned pick for up. Final Fantasy 15 but not too tuned because then it's going to be spoiled. <laughs> uh, you see like yeah I, I'm interested in this despite really having very little interest in Final Fantasy as a franchise. So um yeah um 4 and 6 are really good. Yep. Uh, I mean, I've only played. Wait, was it six? Uh, I played that on my Another phone. One. Kefka. Yes, yes. That's six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Um. In fact, no, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was. You see, I can't remember because I changed all the names of my characters to like Cecil. Dengis. Well, uh, Kefka was the bad guy in six. Kefka uh, was like the cackling guy, right? I could be wrong. Uh, oh, what uh, the fuck was it? Are you talking about four then with yeah. uh, Cecil and yeah, yeah, Kane yeah, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, okay. It's, it's Kane been a is a I dragoon who could jump. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, but uh, well, oh, that's, I mean, it was, it was that's all, the best one. That's it was all. Uh, I, ne- I named all my characters crap and Dingus and Doofus and all that stuff. So I don't know. Um, Dingus and Doofus. Dingus and Doofus. The 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 brothers. The twins. The, the, the brothers. The brothers. Gus. Um. Uh, but uh, yeah. Speaking speaking of dinguses, um, oh. actually, how am I gonna? Uh, so, uh, speaking of the Dingus Brothers, the Warner Brothers. Oh shit! Now wholly own oh, YouTuber shit. network Machinima. Oh shit! Uh, yeah. <laughs> See what I mean when I say that news is thin this week. I mean, I don't know. This yeah, is maybe, I know. This, I mean, this is this is maybe like interesting. Like, I can link this to something that. I want to talk about. Um, 
but uh, I mean, I guess like because Warner Brothers owns Maker Studio. No, that's Disney that owns Maker. Fucking, I don't know this. The whole network thing is fucking so dumb and confusing nowadays. Like, unless you are like like a massive YouTuber, like um the networks don't really matter to you or they shouldn't matter to you um because i i don't know like i i get emails near daily now um asking me to join with some crappy network um like i got one the other day uh well i like the worst is when they're like really persistent about it because like they still like i get emails and clearly they haven't watched the channel because like it's always like hi like uh, hi and then in like different font writing on games <laughs> like just you know uh and all that kind of stuff um but uh you know like uh, there's this guy that's been emailing me and i'm not gonna name names because you know I, he, he means well and stuff like that, i guess but um you know he kept emailing me you know saying hey we want like a, a quick question like in the subject line three days in a row he sent me the same email like a quick question um uh, like saying <laughs> I like this guy <laughs> yeah, exactly i noticed so you use car salesman <laughs> exactly you know it's like i noticed you're currently not partnered with any network uh just curious how has your experience been without one and it's like you know and then i i kind of like i ignored I, I ignored it like i ignore every one of these things and then the next day he sent me like you know like a, a thing like a, like actual list of benefits that he didn't send me before which is and then the next day he was saying like oh you know uh, we can probably get i'm confident we can secure brand deals for your channel too north of the high five figures range <laughs> like fucking what so at that point i emailed him oh. say at that point i emailed him saying like you know look sorry i'm I, I i i run patreon i don't run ads on my channel so like you know i'm not looking to be uh, you know i'm not i'm not looking to affiliate myself with any network or anything like that like thanks for the interest you know hoping that that would be the end then he emailed me straight away saying you know like uh oh thanks so much for your email uh that's not a problem because we can work together on branding integration and sponsorship um and then he oh like God. this this thing kind of went on to like you know like your your channel is currently below our minimum client requirements of five million views per month you're only at two hundred thousand views a month like fucking all right sorry sorry i don't sorry i don't meet your requirements but then he was like but uh you know i want to let you know that we can make an exception and override the automated system and it's like oh wow sounds legit yeah exactly you know i'm just like fucking no like and this guy's like the ceo apparently um and it just shows the fucking like the desperation of the network model where it's like you know it used to like when ads were actually paying anything you know sure like like a network would probably be good for that like now the you know like they keep all the networks seem to be able to offer is like hey we'll take it we'll take a cut of the the ads you don't run on your channel uh and also you get access to a music library and it's like when they say that i'm like you clearly have no fucking idea what my channel's about because i may call the music <laughs> like i don't need other people's music in my fucking videos um so yeah it's just it's a weird thing like i i I don't i don't get it like um i mean i I do get it it's just the idea that like you know these these companies are clearly like desperate they're just wanting to try and rope in as many channels as possible to get as big a cut of the ads as they can and everything and yeah so i mean if, if you're a network and you happen to be listening to this 
I'm probably not interested, so um, so probably best not to waste your time emailing me. But um, yeah, that's news. <laughs> so, yeah, so you know, Warner Brothers owns Machinima. <laughs> uh, looks uh, like AT and T has been taking over Warner Brothers. <laughs> so it's just a fish eating a fish eating a fish. You know how does <laughs> really? Yeah, exactly. Um, and, the, and and then this this article goes off on a tangent, being like, by the way. Disney owns Maker Studios, which owns Polaris, and it's just like uh, okay. you can do. You can find that out by yeah, yeah, ex- Google search exactly. Them. And that, that that's that's when you're like, okay, these news writers, like, there are people whose job is to write these news articles, and you're like, they've got to fill this shit out somehow. <laughs> it's uh, so um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's strange. The network thing is very strange, but like. If you're if you're if you're a uh, start if you're a if you're a YouTuber just starting out like this is actually a weird thing like I, I I've gotten like quite a few emails from like guys on YouTube just starting out like saying you know oh, uh, is there anything I can do to kind of like improve my channel and everything like that and you know I I, I try my best to respond to them as best I can and um like but one of the main things I would usually say to anyone is you know if you get offered to sign with a network like look into it very very fucking carefully it, like because it's pro almost certainly at the stage that these people are at it's not worth it um it, it never is I, I i'm inclined to go that way as well man like it's if you can start a fucking patreon um just just you go on youtube and look up people's testimonials about working with machinima especially like, like, like seriously, just look it up. People talking about their experiences with networks, it, it never ends well, and they usually quit. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Because, uh, because at a certain stage, the channel, the, the network basically owns your channel, and then like, um, you know, th- there's nothing really you can do. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. So don't don't sign with networks, kids. They're bad news. Um, speaking the of majority bad- of the YouTubers, you like probably were just obscure for a long time before even getting big so just oh yeah yeah just just stick to it that way yeah like, like that's you know if, if any if there's any advice i can give stick it out you know just because you're not getting views now does not mean that will always be the case like you know i am fucking like i mean you know i, I i'm not i i'm not I, i'm not a huge youtuber by any fucking means like i'm you know like but it's, it's getting to the stage where you know like some people know who I am on YouTube and stuff like that, and like, you know, I'm I'm getting you know ten thousand views a video, like, but you know, that's that's not huge, but it's also like that took a lot of time to get there, you know, and, and that's like, you know, just just keep going, you know, is it's that's the best advice I can really give. Like, YouTube is is a is a cruel mistress, and sometimes you just have to fucking like fight through some shit in order to in order to make yourself visible or whatever so uh it's like any platform like this you're gonna have big increases you're gonna have like gnarly plateau sessions where like nothing increases it's it's how stats work that's how things i've experienced all of that and i've said to myself especially early on like do i want to keep continuing with this like i'm putting a lot of my time into it um and yeah it's just you know so like it, it, like it's the same with anything it's like the point at which you say um like should i keep going with this 
sometimes the answer should just be yes. Like, that's the point at which you should say, okay, like, I'm going to double down on my efforts here. Um, I don't know, sometimes, sometimes things are just fucking futile and you might not get anywhere. You might, you might do this and get, you know, a hundred views a video for like the rest of your fucking life or whatever. Um, but I guess like you, you just got to keep going with it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, speaking of, um, fucking bad things, I don't know. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I don't know. I've lost all fucking, uh, this, like, news is thin this week, okay? It's, uh, it's, it's really bad. Yeah, it's, there's not a lot happening. Um, two of them are about sales. Yeah. Uh, no, wait, three of them are about sales. Yeah, I, 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 sales is in, like, you know, where games are charting and stuff like that, as opposed to, like, hey, there's a cool Black Friday sale going on right now, because there's a cool Black Friday sale going on fucking everywhere. Um, the division is $10. I got, um, I did that. Yeah. Because I, I haven't played that game. I, it was nine ninety nine for. I had to buy a physical PC copy, so that's my first ever, <laughs> with, with the exception of Fallout 4, my first ever PC. I, I might buy Siege, Rainbow Six Siege. Do it. Mm, okay. 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 I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. It's really time. fun. We can we can storm the the suburban houses together. Okay. And save the screaming ladies. Okay. It'll be a rompous time. Oh, and we can get yelled at by everyone else who's way better at it than us. <laughs> okay, I'm excited about this. Sar- a bunch of sarcastic SWAT team people. <laughs> um, oh, do you really need that shield? Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh wait no you you've been playing another game uh dragon ball xenoverse i have how's that been a fella named jim <laughs> uh get, <laughs> who listens to this what? podcast <laughs> like i apparently hi jim uh, hi jim i i played some of the xenoverse played like two hours of it the the day i got it uh he gave me the I don't know what to call it. The deluxe edi- the the edition that just came preloaded with all the DLC. Yeah. And uh which I which unfortunately breaks br- breaks the uh difficulty of that game because you just start off with like high statted stuff. Yeah. I had cool blue Goku hair, Super Saiyan hair. Uh <laughs> that game is cool. It's just replay Dragon Ball Z moments with your fanfic character. <laughs> and I made a Saiyan who you named Gumbo. Oh yeah, Gumbo, yeah. I love Gumbo. He's Gumbo the Saiyan. He runs around. He wears yellow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's... Uh, yeah, that game just controls like a Dragon Ball Z game. You know, if, <laughs> it's like... I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's a good game. It's like a Dragon Ball Z game. Like, you know, it's a... You're going to do that to Jim? You're going to play Jim like that? He got he got you the no, fucking no, game, Nico. I appreciate Jim. And Jim, uh, I, don't, I don't know if Jim, if Jim knew, but I, I do like Dragon Ball Z quite a bit. I mean, yeah. not like, you know... <laughs> I'm gonna tell you it's fucking Shakespeare over here, but I mean it's <laughs> you know, I, I I enjoy it every time I'm watching it. Or yeah. I grew up watching it. It's it's got a special place in my heart. So yeah, this is cool. Thank you, Jim. Yeah. I will I, I'm gonna beat it. I, I'm gonna beat it for Jim. Do it for Jim. That sounded weird. It sounded weird when I said it. I would beat Dragon Ball Z for Jim, but I'm gonna, you know beat, it I mean. to, I'm gonna like, beat it to Jim. <laughs> I'm gonna beat it for him. To him, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. If I could collect all the Dragon Balls, I would wish that Jim was here on the podcast so I could give him a big hug of thank you. Beat it. Yeah, that's a good that's a good segue into the 
like a sin to nothing. God damn it. <laughs> oh, man. I, I was happy talking about fucking, like, YouTube things, but I guess we got to cover this shit somehow. I don't know. Uh, what, the Watch Dogs 2 sells something? Watch, Watch Dogs... This, this one is interesting to me because, like, everyone's reporting... And Ubisoft has commented on the fact that Watch Dogs 2 has sold 80% less than its predecessor. And part of me is like, what the fuck were you expecting? <laughs> like, like Watch Dogs was a fucking anomaly. And also it was a particularly disappointing anomaly. Because <laughs> um, that game came out and fucking no one liked it. Or according to the comments on my fucking Watch Dogs review, apparently seven people liked it. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it's it's uh so Call of Duty Infinite Warfare finished top of all UK all format sales charts for the third week in a row, fending off competition from the newly released Watch Dogs 2. Uh oh, what the fuck? Uh WWE 2K17 comes in at number 5 after a 173% sales surge over the pre previous week. Thanks GameSpot. Um <laughs> Uh, God damn it! <laughs> they always have time for. <laughs> what happened? Uh, so, this, like, this is an article from uh, GameIndustry.biz. I'll send you. It. Uh, uh, wait, where's the? Uh, so, this is saying, you know, uh, Watch Dogs Two was always going to struggle to match the sales of its 2013 predecessor. The first game was one of the most anticipated launches of all time and was the fastest selling new IP in history when it arrived. Um, and, you know, that combined with the disappointment of it, uh, you know, it wasn't going to sell that. It wasn't going to sell nearly as well. Um, I, I, I would be like, it also just kind of seems like the mark, like I, I've seen a lot of ads for the game. Now it's out. But before I, I mean, I was surprised that it was actually coming out that soon. Like, so when I actually wrote to request a press copy, it was like, I, I was surprised I even got one because it was that close, you know? Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting here. It says, Ubisoft did warn its investors that Watch Dogs 2 sales may be weaker than expected, pointing to a decline in pre-orders. Um, uh, and Ubisoft, it says an Ubisoft spokesperson. Is it a Ubisoft or an Ubisoft? Uh, I don't know. A spokesperson had this to say on the sequel's performance. We're incredibly happy with critics and players' very positive reception of Watch Dogs 2, which should bolster support for the long-term success of the game. It is true that first day and first week sales for a number of big games, including Watch Dogs 2 and titles from our competitors, are comparatively lower than previous versions in previous years. Uh, <laughs> like, what is this? Like, they're, they're talking about, um, like, the idea of... Uh, you know, week two and week three sales to be above traditional sales patterns. It was the same with fucking uh, Titanfall 2 last week. Like, do you, do you remember that? Like, when it was, like, EA saying, you know, oh, it's, uh, you know, it's not the week one sales that are important, whereas before it was always the fucking first day, first week sales that were absolutely imperative for the success of a game. Like, uh, I don't know. I never know what these guys are talking about, man. I just never... <laughs> I think they're just always talking just to talk, you know? Like yeah, it's man. Just, just keep flapping. Yep. Keep selling those shares before something bad happens. <laughs> Fucking Grand Theft Auto, man. <laughs> Must be nice to be Rockstar. Just constantly be on the top 10 sales charts. Like, Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, they're just like, they're always are, 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 on are here, they, man. Are they still there? 
Grand Theft Auto Five re-entered at ninth. <laughs> ninth. That is kind of crazy, but also not even the Assassin's Creed collection could beat Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> I <laughs> wonder why. Lord. Maybe it's because even a- even Skyrim Special Edition beat Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> like, good Lord. God, at least that's a game from twenty eleven. <laughs> Jesus, and all they did was reskin it and give it better water, <laughs> and fuck it's up true. the sound. Yeah. Well, okay. To be fair, the sound has been fixed, but day one, apparently, like the the sound was like worse quality audio files than vanilla Skyrim. Yeah. That I is... never get how <sighs> shit like that will always boggle my mind. Yep. Like, how do they... do you not have a backup copy of like vanilla games that you yeah. release? Like some some people don't. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, exactly. It's, uh... uh oh, the original Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Did you know that that re that remaster of it is like rebuilt? It's like what? a rebuilt from asset like different assets and shit. Like like they had to remake everything. Jesus. Okay. Because they lost the original thing. Like they <laughs> lost the original code for the other thing. Like it's <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, well. Whole new thing. Uh, so yeah, that's a that's a big thing on fucking sales charts. Fucking auto playing audio. Fuck you, Gamespot. <gasps> are you gonna are you gonna play that FIFA? What? Are you gonna play that FIFA? I'm I'm all I'm all over that FIFA. I can't wait to get into some foot footed ball. Foot that ball. Um What does FIFA stand for? Uh football in football <laughs> hey. Football in football A. Hey. <laughs> uh it is Football uh, is fun, all right. The fe- 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 Fédération Internationale de Football Association. Yeah, f- fo- I'm going to go with football is fun, all right. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, so uh, speaking of game sales. <laughs> uh, more sales. Game, game, GameStop sales hurting. Uh, new Call of Duty underperforms. Um oh, so GameStop's, GameStop had an earnings call. Uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon are the best performing games for GameStop all year. Uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare under underperformed, though specifics were not shared. PS4 Pro is off to a strong start. PSVR units selling well. Uh, 27% of GameStop's Power Up Rewards members who are aware of the Nintendo Switch plan to buy the console. I don't know what that means. Uh, I don't know why that's relevant. Um the fuck does that have to do with anything <laughs> fucking who cares fucking hate news um titanfall 2's first free dlc map comes out next week alongside microtransaction store cool but not cool like cool yeah cool for the map cool for no microtransactions did, all right did, i guess did, did, they, did they not say they were not going to do microtransactions they ah uh, we'll have to let him go on a technicality on this they just said like as a updates would be free yeah i mean um yeah because like i i don't know i mean at, at this stage with the release of that game being so barked in terms of just like where when it was released um you know it, that must that would have really hurt sales and obviously at that stage they're gonna say okay Let's get some. Let's get some money in here. Um, so maybe it finances a Titanfall three. <laughs> yeah, 
Oh, Maybe it's a big a big jar and it fills up and when it gets to the top it says Titanfall 3 is coming out now. <laughs> um so yeah, all Titanfall oh, this is it. All Titanfall 2 DLC maps and modes are free, but you can buy cosmetic things like skins, camo and prime titans in the store for a modest price. So at least at least it's all cosmetic and stuff, so um I already got my target skin, so it's fine. <laughs> uh so yeah, I mean that's, you know, that's fine. Like uh, but you know, another map would probably be good. Uh, so that's coming out on November 30th. Titanfall 2 is a really good game. Fucking buy it. Yeah, yeah idiots. Um, but uh, yeah, apart from that, uh, new Walking Dead series is coming out. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm like, at this point, Telltale is... <laughs> I have a weird relationship with Telltale and I kind of don't really know if I can be arsed with another Telltale game. <laughs> Um, I'm going to check out Batman when the whole thing's out, but, you know, I haven't heard amazing things, and I just watched the trailer of this while we were setting up for the podcast, and first of all, lamest trailer ever. Uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Really uneventful. (laughs) Um, uh, This is where I've noticed their new, their new, quote-unquote, engine. Right. uh, More than ever. Uh, Yeah, models look nice and stuff, and that's it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I've I've seen plenty of streams of the Batman game to know that that chug and weird frame shit where stuff goes down to two frames yeah. a second is just still there. What the uh, fuck? How how is that possible? I don't know. I do not know. <laughs> this game should be completely seamless in terms of frame rate if it's mostly mo- cinematic. You know, it's just like yeah. there really is no. Oh, there must be an excuse. Otherwise, why the fuck would they keep doing this? Yeah, you know, I don't know. What are they, they don't gain anything from this. Yeah. Everybody always collectively shouts whenever there's a new Telltale game. Hey, fix your fucking frame rate. Like, come on. Yeah, and it's getting... This guy to- got his head blown off because your game skipped, like, eight frames and I missed the button prompt. <laughs> you know, like... I mean, it is, it is kind of like... It is getting to a stage where it's, like, it is kind of defining what a Telltale game is almost at this stage. You know, it's like, okay, there, it's going to come out and it's going to be kind of broken. Um... And you just think, like, well, fucking, you've had enough time, like, fucking fix it. Like, but then again, I guess, you know, maybe, like, there's still money in it for them to just keep putting out the same shit. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, like, I, I have such a kind of, like, like, back in, was it 2012 when the original Walking Dead game came out? Um, like, that, that, like, really, you know, that left me an emotional wreck, but... As time has gone on, I've become a lot more sensitive to games that, like, really try to hammer home that that whole, you know, we're going to pull on your heartstrings strings type thing, you know? And, like, a lot of people ragged on Season 2 of The Walking Dead, but I actually kind of thought there were some interesting qualities there. Like, a lot of people said that Season 2 felt aimless. Like, like Walking Dead Season 1, if you haven't played it, is you know it's it's a story with you know a very clear beginning and an end goal like the characters have got to get to this place um and you know it's, it goes through all the different it goes through all the motions that you'd expect with that um and it's not quite what you'd expect and everything but it's totally what you expect um uh and season two like like season one there's a kind of hope running through it like like it, it, that's that's constantly being like battered and you know like 
everyone is having such horrible shit happen to them but there's always that kind of light at the end of the tunnel of like okay we're gonna get to this place and everything's going to be okay um like and that is like the kind of central narrative point you know it's like that's the thing that they've got to fight towards and season two a lot of people said it felt like very aimless i think um and i can see where they're coming from but it's like it it felt natural because like when you've gotten to that stage and you found that things are still fucked then you know what is left but to just survive and just like go from go to these like go through these different kind of like vignettes and everything like that um i mean that's how the comic usually plays out as uh the comic got to a point where it kind of becomes like well this is it like yeah there is no goal in walking dead yeah like that's actually kind of how the original story is it it starts off with a goal and they have like you know we'll go here we'll build a fort and it's gonna be great and then you know shit shit happens and (laughs) yeah like and you realize oh it's probably gonna just be chaotic moving around and nothing's gonna stay the same a lot you know that's i I thought season two of the walking dead was good the 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 game the game yeah yeah i i I, like i I guess you know i i I can i can see i can see where people are coming from on the aimless thing but i actually felt that added to it in a lot of ways but even still it's like just that style of adventure game that isn't really an adventure game like it it just i I don't know it's hard for me to get really excited about this yes exactly um but you know, I guess I I will definitely play this when it comes out because, you know, I, I like those games have had, well, that first season had a really profound impact on me at the time, you know. Uh, so, yeah. Um, aside from that, uh, speaking of zombies, mm-hmm. um, Mario. What about him? I don't know. He just went Phil Spencer once him on Xbox. Oh. <laughs> well, the answer's no. <laughs> oh god. Like, like like what are you what are you out of your fucking mind? Of course not. <laughs> uh yeah. I, I you see I I didn't know like is is Microsoft owns Minecraft now, right? Sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah, yeah, they do. Like um yeah because I because I was reading that and I was like I was reading this article that says you know, uh Minecraft like when it came out on the Wii U Microsoft and Nintendo worked together and um you know Phil Spencer one like who is uh the Xbox executive uh said that you know Nintendo has the strongest first party they're just fantastic uh you know it's just a big fucking fellatio piece uh towards nintendo um so yeah i mean uh i don't know <laughs> it's fucking that's news <laughs> there's no news they want they want mario on the xbox yep cool like half the press they want the mario who- on the xbox are the people who work at Microsoft now just like the people, the twelve-year-olds who comment on Game Facts? Like, what? <laughs> He's so fucking. Oh, Nintendo's so stupid. They just give up already and give Mario to Nintendo to Microsoft or whatever. Like, there's always that guy saying, "Like, what is that?" Uh, yeah, like, ugh. give Mario away. <laughs> just give him away. That's how yeah, that works. Exactly. 
Yeah, the, like it's not it's not the people that make Mario at all. It's just you know Mario will be Mario, given to the guys that made Halo. You know, fucking what? Hey, whatever you're working on right now, just copy and paste it. Put on the Xbox. There you yeah, go. exactly. Works yeah, yeah. Easy. Just 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 put uh, on on the line that says Nintendo in the source code. Just cut that out and put Xbox, and it'll be ready. Uh, <laughs> uh, I get questioned I know I get questions all the time on would I ever like to see Banjo in Super Smash Bros and I'm like yes I would do that in a second oh <laughs> I, I need him Banjo Kazooie in Super Smash Bros oh. yeah guess what they, they were going to do that like years ago and they didn't Yeah. so now it's never going to happen oh god yeah I just—it's uh, the winding down time. It's—it's it's, it's always it's always the news because it's always it always just shows us that video games are bad and and the people that make them are bad and the people that play them are bad and we're bad for talking about them. If you play video games, you're a horrible person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you should really have a long, hard think about what you've done here because you led to this. You, the listener. I hate you. I don't hate you. I'm sorry. Whoa, okay. Speak for yourself there, <laughs> Mojo. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. Nico wants more copies of Dragon Ball games. <laughs> so he's keeping, sure. he's keeping the listeners sweet. I've heard Xenoverse 2 is pretty good. <laughs> Jim, get on it. You know what to do. <laughs> Jim, Nico's waiting. There's only so much not playing Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 that Nico can do over the holidays. Come on, DBZ, DBZX2 PLZ. <laughs> oh God! Uh, so I guess I guess that's the podcast. That's another podcast. Um, yeah, like I say, <laughs> uh, uh, hopefully my new video will be done and available for uh, next the end of next week. Uh, Nico will be eating a big turkey, uh, and he'll be. Doing, he'll be playing Russian roulette. Um, is that is that is that your new video series? Just uh, did I read that right? You're playing Russian roulette on YouTube. Um, yeah, uh, I will be live streaming Pokemon Moon, and every time we uh, find a wild Pokemon, I will then uh, spin a chamber and a gun. <laughs> it's like uh, put the gun up to my head and pull the trigger, and like, we will hope for the best. It's like a real life Nuzlocke run. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Every time a Pokemon dies, you also have to nearly kill yourself, maybe. Um, yeah. It's uh, Sizzler. You better stay tuned. It, uh, the first episode's crazy. Who knows if I survive? <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that that's the that's the podcast. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I know I said I hate you. I actually don't hate you. Um, yeah, uh, and we will be back next week with another episode of the Writing on Games cast. Thank you very much for listening. Bye! Bye! I'm not going to end it by laughing this week. Are you sure? Yep. Are you positive? Because you can't laugh if you want. It's not illegal. Nico? Laughter is illegal in the United States, but not, not where you live. Nico, <laughs> I heard that. Wanna laugh? <laughs> <laughs> Shit! Oh no! <laughs> if you can't uh, laugh, then how can we learn? <laughs> 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 <laughs>